Hello, welcome to Weekly Dose with Dr. Uday, where all your questions for your primary care doctor are answered. Our goal is to help our listeners make their wellness a priority and live out long, enjoyable, and fulfilling lives. this week's episode of Weekly Dose with Dr. Uday. So it's, this is part of our series that we're having with Dr. Belazir. She is so awesome coming to talk to us about all these topics. So the one we're talking about today is anal fissures. So we're going to be talking all about that. So I'll start with introductions and then we're going to get right into the topic. So my name is Dr. Uday. I'm a board certified family medicine physician. I, I'm based and I live in uh, Martinsburg, West Virginia. Um, I co-own a primary care practice, namely Apple Valley Family Medicine, and I also provide aesthetic services to my patients. And with that, my hope is to have them feeling and looking good. So Dr. Belazir, I'm going to flip it to you to introduce yourself, and then we'll get started. Welcome. All right, cool. Thanks for having me. So my name is Dr. Rita Belazir. I'm a board-certified general and colorectal surgeon practicing in Houston, Texas. Uh, my practice is Houston Community Surgical, um, and I treat general surgery and colorectal surgery diseases for patients in the Houston area. Yay. So let's do it. So with um, anal fissures, what, what is it? What are they? Sure. So an anal fissure is essentially, um, for lack of a better term, like a paper cut on the skin of the anus. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds painful, actually. Yeah. Yes. Very. <laughs> how, um, how often does this happen and what causes it? Um, honestly, I don't know the incidence of it um, number-wise, but, you know, the cause of it is usually, so kind of going back, the anal sphincter is a, a a complex of two muscles that are a circle and it's part of our continence mechanism. So that muscle is like, you know, when you get the urge to go, but you can hold it in. So that's those muscles at work, right? So you have a voluntary one, involuntary one. What an anal fissure happens is when that musculature is too tight or too large, too bulky. We call it a hypertrophic or a big tight sphincter. And what happens is every time you have a bowel movement, you get this big tight sphincter that doesn't want to kind of open up. You have this hard bowel movement or a hard time passing it and it rips the skin because that muscle is so bulky. And um, the most common location of an anal fissure is um, like in the in the back part of the anus, so the posterior aspect of the anus. And the reason for that is because of the way the blood supply to the anal tissue is, that's kind of where one blood supply leaves off and the other one takes over. So we call it like a relative ischemia. It doesn't have its own special blood supply to that area. So what happens is because of that, because of that big muscle, hypertrophic muscle, and passing, let's say, hard bowel movements, through that um, tight sphincter complex, you get ripping of that tissue and that's what causes the fissure. Yes. So, um, and then what are the formally, because I know you kind of touched on it, what are the symptoms of an anal fissure? Yeah. So textbook story is a patient comes in, um, I have severe, severe 
sharp pain every time I have a bowel movement and then there's bright red blood either in the toilet on the stool itself or when they wipe and it's bright red blood and it's usually that pain and that bleeding that bring people in and then usually the story is after about 20 minutes after the bowel movement the pain has subsided gotcha and then you you touched on it as well but formally what causes it yeah so it's really this hypertrophic sphincter uh this big thick bulky or tight sphincter and um and then um you know the blood supply like we kind of talked about um is what causes it and then a lot of people that come in will also have a history of constipation or hard stools so passing that hard stool through that area that like doesn't want to you know distend you know that that can that combination can really cause that fissure to form okay and then formally how is it diagnosed so it's clinical, uh, it's meaning um, the story that you tell us and then physical exam. So the story, like we said, textbook, pain and bleeding with defecation. And then on physical exam, um, you don't really need an internal exam to diagnose this. <clears throat> the way I diagnose this is I look at external exams. Sometimes just from the outside, you can see that cut on the back side. Uh, if I can't see it, if it's a little bit more internal, because there's so much pain, I don't do internal exams on patients that have severe pain. I do not subject pain to that. Um, but what I can do is even just pressing on the anal sphincter in that, just on the back, like even a, a light touch there, you get like a little jumping and you're like, that's it. You know, posterior, posterior midline right in the back. That's where the pain is. And then, you know, I'll gently kind of press around and I'll feel like that's a really bulky, tight sphincter. And so that's, that is how you die. Absolutely. And then formally, how is it treated? Um, so there's um, a spectrum of aggressiveness with treating anal fissures. So to treat an anal fissure, the treatment of an anal fissure aims at closing that skin back up, right? That skin healing. The way to do that is to have to relax that muscle, right? Because that was sort of the in the first place. The, the easiest medication to prescribe is nitroglycerin, the same thing that you give patients when they're having a heart attack, right? So nitroglycerin is a potent um, muscle. It can relax that muscle, um, but it's, it's cheap easy to prescribe. The problem with it is that you can, um, even though you just put the cream on the muscle, um, your body can absorb it and patients can have symptoms like really bad headaches or their blood pressure can actually drop pretty significantly and they can get dizzy. So I kind of skip that because I find that that happens a lot more than you would, you would expect. So uh, the next medication that we give is um, an, another uh a compound that relaxes the muscle. It's called nifedipine or diltiazem. It's a class of medications called calcium channel blockers, which if taken, as you know, by pill, it treats um, high blood pressure. Well, this thing can all, it, and the way it treats high blood pressure is it relaxes the smooth muscle, right? So we use it um, as a topical ointment to relax the muscle of the anal sphincter. And again, it's put on two or three times daily, just on the anal sphincter. Um, however, I always warn patients that it's not an immediate treatment. So if you put it on, you're not going to get instant pain relief. You need it to work over a few weeks to relax that muscle completely. So 
oftentimes this medication will be compounded with like a lidocaine jelly or a numbing jelly to give some instant relief while you're waiting for that medication to work to relax the muscle. So those, and then, and then also toilet hygiene. So no sitting on the toilet for long periods of time, fixing that um, constipation. So usually fiber again, um, or, you know, something like Miralax, a stool softener, and then lots and lots of water to soften up that stool while you're trying to get it to heal. Um, those are the conservative measures. And then if that doesn't work, let's say six, eight weeks later, they come back, they're like, it's still, it's so painful. This isn't worked at all. The next step gets more aggressive. Um, and then we actually use Botox to relax your muscle. So you get 100 units of Botox, you inject it in the internal sphincter, um, either circumferentially around the anus or just on either side of where that fissure is. And as we know, Botox paralyzes the muscle. So it paralyzes it just enough to relax that that skin can heal over. And that has a little bit more effective healing um, than the medication. But with more effective, um, you run the risk of um, relaxing it too much and incontinence. Now with Botox, if you have incontinence, meaning you can't control having a bowel movement, it's very, very, very rare with Botox. But as we all know, Botox wears off in three to four months. So if you have that, symptom, it's not a lasting symptom, right? You will get that. And hopefully in that three to four months, that, that visual will have healed. Healed, right. And then the last most uh, aggressive measure is actually we cut the muscle. So mm -hmm. medication doesn't work, Botox hasn't worked, or it worked, but then it just came right back after it wore off. We um, take a patient to the operating room and we access the internal sphincter and we cut um, some of that. We don't cut the entire internal sphincter, but we cut that muscle and that disrupts the muscle. And so obviously weakens it and then that has a much higher, there's like a 90% healing rate, but with that again, a much higher rate of incontinence. And when that happens, it's not irreversible, but because you've cut the muscle, it's a little harder to recover. So that's why we use that for last ditch effort. Now, most people can be treated with the medication, however, or Botox. Absolutely. Thank you so much for that information. So for anybody that is looking to look you up, um, contact you, schedule an appointment. How, how can they do this? Yeah. So again, I'm in Houston, Texas. Uh, my practice is called Houston Community Surgical. The website is www.houstoncommunitysurgical.com. Um, our contact information is on there. You can text, call, or email for an appointment or even make an appointment online. I'm happy to take care of you. Thank you so much. So, and on the flip side, if you're looking for a quality primary care doctor, Look us up online, um, Apple Valley Family Medicine at www.applevalleyfamilymed.com. And our number here is 304-350-1087. Have a wonderful week, guys. Thank you so Bye. much for having me. Bye. Thank you. This is so fun. Thank you. If you enjoy listening to this podcast, please take a moment to subscribe, share, and include a review. Don't forget, you're worth it, and your health is our priority. Tune in for another episode next week, and have a great rest of your week.